Hi everyone, this is Anthony Vincent Bova. Thank you for tuning in. The topic of today is preparation and using storytelling as an example. You're listening to Empowering the Communicator, where solutions to unique communication challenges are discovered, connecting you to your audience with influence and impact. With your host, Anthony Vincent Bova, leading communication pain point and solution specialist. A few years back, I was working with a client and he was being groomed as a CEO for a manufacturing company in the Northeast. He was doing quite well in his work, climbing up the ladder in the company and um, really doing a good job. And I remember that he was coming down to the end of closing with a big client and he was saying to me, you know, I'm almost there. This could be a big shift with the company and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And the more we got into the conversation, because uh, I wanted to know uh, how he was applying the work that he was doing in our training. At this time, he was about eight months into it. So he had some definite tools under his belt. And he said something interesting that stuck with me. He said, you know, Anthony, uh, you know what I realized? My competition, they're good. Their prices are competitive. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to the soft stuff, which is really soft skills, right? And which is that, and the way he referred to it was, do they want to wake up with us every day to speak with us? Do they want to wake up and speak to my team every day? If they have a problem with the product, do they believe we're going to get them out of out of the problem, that we're going to lead them out. What's their sense of connecting with us so we they feel understood and they are understood? That stuck with me in a way that would lead me to today, to today's talk. What's the soft stuff? It's really the soft skills. So what is soft skills? Soft skills are the bedrock of your communication skills. Some of them are leadership, teamwork, awareness, empathy. And when you go into the awareness, actually, it's the office awareness and people awareness. The list goes on. And if you don't have these soft skills in place, your hard skills will dramatically be uh, diminished in terms of it won't get you where you need to go. Your soft skills will be a, a, a firewall to your growth. In this story, I want to give storytelling as an example. A lot of people train storytelling in the way to tell a story and they structure it out so the story actually has some structure, not too long, not too short. Um, there's the hook, the parallel to the point you're trying to make, if it's a parallel uh, storyline to send a message and so on. But for this example, I want to talk about a story that you're going to share. And let's just say for this that the story has a high level of emotional impact. There's something that really is mm, touches you and you believe it should touch your audience. My question to you is this. Are you open to that story? Are you still, are you in a place to be highly affected by that story? Because if you're not, you can't expect your audience to be. So... We, when you go into storytelling, as one of the many examples, 
you want to ask that question. A lot of training kind of catapults over that whole area. They go right into the actual story itself. The story itself is, is important, but I want you to think about it for a moment. You ready? I'm going to tell you a story. Here's my story. Uh, when I was seven, my father died. When I was nine, my, um, my brother died. Actually, it's kind of reversed, but then it was in my early teens when my grandparents died, and man, that was that tough. Now, do you see how I said that? That wasn't, how can I expect my audience to be moved by that? There's no way, right? Because I wasn't open to it. I said it by rote. And I just, it was more of spitting out data. If you're spitting out data and you're expecting for your, for your audience to have an impact, then you're going to fall short. If the story is important to you and you could be present with it and understand how it affects you, then your audience will have a higher uh, possibility of being affected by it. I want you to think about that in terms of next time you're going to tell a story. And what is your preparation for the story? And I don't mean you got to, you know, do 10 years of preparation or 10 months or 10 hours, but simply, are you even ready to tell it? Are you present with it? Do you have the bravery to look at people in the eyes with it, to let them see you? Because one of the biggest pitfalls I found with storytelling is not the story, but it's the person that hides behind the story and they don't let themselves be seen through the story. Are you at the place to let yourself be seen? This is warrior work, but that's where a great story comes from. That's how you have an emotional impact on your audience. It's not just data, but it's an experience. It's an experience to be shared. And once you're truly sharing an experience, you're going to find something interesting. People will want to start sharing their experiences with you. And guess what? That's good old-fashioned relationship building 101. I hope today was a little helpful in challenging you to think about what are your stories. And not every story needs to be so deep, but I just use this as an, as an example. Um, but what are they? And are you open and available to share them? And if not, what can you do to be open and available to share them? In the work that we do here at Edgework, we have countless of different types of exercises that are structured to strip away protective barriers to expression and to free you and to have a sense of liberation, right? But those, are, those exercises are structured really to have you think about what you can do for yourself. So clearly we're on a, on a podcast, so you can't go through the exercises, right? So I ask you, what can you do to get present and open to really be, to tell your story so it lands on your audience's heart and mind? For some people, it's listening to music. Other people, it's just being quiet with themselves and meditating. I know quite a few people that go to the gym and they, and they punch the heavy bag. They need to get a lot of tension out. They need to exhaust themselves of, of that tension. And one thing I will say to you um, that I think is important to embrace, that I know to be a truth to really understand, your preparation might not ever be repeated as the same every day. It might be different every day. Why? Because you're coming from a different place. The main thing to understand 
preparation in a real beneficial way, in a way that's going to really help you, is awareness. I want you to think about every time you have, and as they say in the comedy world, you've crushed a presentation or a key, um, a keynote or whatever that was for you. And when you crushed it, why? Who was in the audience? Where was your psychological, emotional state, your physical state? What was your relationship to the people? What was your relationship to yourself? What was your relationship to the topic? And I want you to think about the times where you bombed. We've all done it. Don't be. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I wish. <laughs> I want to say oh, I've never bombed. We've all bombed in quite a few times. And when that has happened, what was the difference in your preparation? Where were you emotionally, physically, psychologically, intellectually? Where was that for you? What was your relationship to the audience, to the material? And what was it? Something that happened. Uh, something as simple and as the. Um, I don't know, the uh, something technical didn't work with your PowerPoint or the projector went off. Or like, what was it that, that made you go south? Knowing the two is, is critical to knowing how to start to make shifts. So take a look at that. See how, um, what that does for you as well. I think that'll really, uh, th- that's a good starting point for anyone. When did you succeed and why? And why, when did you fail and why? How do you eliminate the failures and you know and go more on the successes, right? Back to preparation for a moment. I know someone who works in the theater. He works in a lot of different uh, Broadway theater houses, okay? And I was talking to him several years ago, and he was uh, working in one Broadway house in which Robin Williams was playing in at the time, the great and deeply missed Robin Williams. And he was also working in another theater, I don't know, I think a little before that, in which uh, Nathan Lang was in. And he said, you know, Nathan Lang shows up really early to the theater. Three, four, five o'clock for an eight o'clock curtain. And he says, and I noticed that Robin Williams, most of the time he shows up at half hour, which is at 7.30. That's when you have to be at the theater in professional theater. You have to be there by half hour at the latest. So I ask, which one's right? Robin Williams or Nathan Lang? Well, they're both right. Why? Because they both know over years and years and trial and error and trial and error again on what they needed. They know how to be at peak performance. They are masters in preparation because they delivered prolifically. So if you're delivering consistently and prolifically, that means you understand your preparation very well. So you're never going to hear me say, and please don't ever accept when someone else says, you have to do A, B, and C in this order and in this time frame, and you'll be fine. Because that's not, that's really saying that we don't acknowledge the human condition and how it's different each day and what you need each day. It's really what that's saying. Communicating is as unique as your thumbprint. And so are your preparations. And so are the remedies to pitfalls when you're having a challenge. Let's give an example now in business. And this story happened around three years ago or so. One of my clients, he is a scientist. 
and he was had to give a 15-minute talk on a specific topic at a convention. He said that he checked into the hotel a day and a half early. That's two nights sleeping in the hotel. And he locked himself in the room and he practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. Over and he kept timing himself. He had this perfect script for 15 minutes. And he went over each point and he challenged it and on and on and on, right? Long story short is that he nailed it. And I'll never forget when he came into the session the next time, he pulled out of his pocket a whole bunch of business cards. And it was it was like the trophy. That was his Oscar kind of thing, his Oscar award, were all of these business cards he got from crushing it. And he inspired this other business professional in the class. And he had a talk coming up. It was within the month or so. And it, was, it wasn't at a convention. It was at a, uh, one of the monthly meetings. And he did similar. He, he didn't check into a hotel, but he, he kind of locked himself in his office. And he went over and over and over this. For him, I think it was 10, 12 minutes or something. And guess what? He bombed. He bombed miserably. He was completely in his head. He was overthinking it. He he didn't even know if he was repeating himself because he was saying it so many times. He did, You know when you say something over and over and over and over when it's time to say it again, you wonder if you said it already, you know, because you said it. <laughs> but it was a disaster. And he came back all wounded. And I will say this, this person that bombed, he was quite new. And I, even though I kept saying you, uh, preparation is a unique thing, are you ready to deliver what you need to deliver? Not, a, not can you emulate what someone else delivered, but are you ready to deliver what you need to deliver, right? Um, even though I kept saying it, he was so taken by the story and he wanted to have those business cards himself, you know, to pull them out and to say, look, look. So he came to me and he was like, Anthony... I bombed. And of course you did because his preparation was unique and good for him for what how his mind works. The first guy that the scientist, right? He found freedom in knowing every word, every sentence, every syllable and and going over it for almost basically 2 days. That gave him freedom. It gave the second guy uh, it was a wrecking ball to be that tight with with his presentation. And that really sticks with me because it tells us that preparation is unique because we're unique people. And it's also going to change. You can expect that preparation will change from one talk to another, to another, to another. Why? Because you'll, you'll be a different material that you have a different relationship with, with different goals and objectives. And you are at a different emotional, psychological, physical state. So you, when you put all of this in the spreadsheet, the numbers come up different than they did for the from the um, one before. Now, I'm not saying there's, there are not consistencies. And let me tell you what I think should always be a consistency. By starting off by checking in. And when, I, when you check in, you got to ask yourself, well, how, what am I experiencing? What am I feeling? Because you have to have a high level of awareness. Because the higher level of awareness you have, the easier it is to make shifts to get into your um, peak state because you know 
why you need to make the shifts. You're aware that you're not where you need to be. And if you know tools and techniques, you can know how to then change where you are to where you need to be. However, if you don't have a high level of awareness and you go in oblivious and you don't know you're not ready, then 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 it's hit or miss. It's completely hit or miss. So that's the key is awareness. And you do that by checking in with yourself with either how do I feel or what am I experiencing or a combination. And you ask that question repeatedly over and over and you'll learn that your state is not your mental state your emotional state is not static and if it is not for long usually usually you know uh, something will come up and then you'll feel something different like right now what am I experiencing I'm experiencing a state of relaxation because I just went for a nice bike ride I'm experiencing a state of being very interested. I want to know how you, but you know, this is a podcast. You're not there. You're listening on the other end. That makes me interested in a little like uh, frustrated isn't the right word, but a sense of longing. Wish I knew who the, who this was, how it was landing on you. You see, so right there, the more you ask and answer, the more it changes and the more you will be expressing different blocks. And just by expressing certain blocks already diminishes the power of them. And always remember that. This got me more ready even to just ending this podcast with you today. So thank you. It was wonderful to speak on this topic. And until next time, this is Anthony Vincent Bova. You've just listened to Empowering the Communicator, hosted by Anthony Vincent Bova. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to this channel on your preferred podcast platform. And to know more about Anthony and his coaching, please visit edgeworksoftskills.com.